1: Let's ride with touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya.
0: All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break, uh, and Nick, we, we got to dive into some Broncos stuff uh, today. I, I don't know if you were at the press conference yesterday, Nick. I was not. I ended up. Um, I don't know if you if you saw my travel nightmare on on Twitter yesterday. I put it out there, but. Uh, we could not fly we could not fly into Denver uh, and so they flew us to Monterose and so I was stranded in Monteros, Colorado for several hours uh, and ended up not getting to, to Denver till about 4:30 uh, yesterday. So I missed Jerry Rosberg's press conference. but uh, what did you make of, of Jerry's um, uh, press conference yesterday? I, I caught most of it uh, online, um, but what maybe stood out to you about what he said about the game? Uh, This past weekend and also trying to finish the season strong here with one game left.
1: Well, just kind of uh, trying to carry over his emphasis from uh, last week as far as trying to win these last two games, doing whatever it takes to win these last two games. But more importantly, understanding what the standard is here in in Denver, Uh, losing to Kansas City now 15 times in a row, uh, obviously didn't really sit well with him but he has expectations for this team moving forward. And I get it. I I totally understand. You want to go into the off season feeling great about yourself, even though the season didn't work out the way that you anticipated it to be. And just having that, that feeling, that feeling as though, yes, we finally won one, right? That is a, a great feeling. It doesn't wipe out everything that's happened, but to go into the off season with a positive attitude now that means that when you roll into offseason season workouts uh, in the following year, now there's a little anticipation. You know, the guy, guys are hungry again. And, you know, Rosberg, uh, Roseburg, he, he wants that to happen with his team, and he wants to get a win for this fan base. So I, I thought that he was still hitting a lot of those high points that a lot of fans uh, definitely want to hear. And also by him saying what he was saying, it, it really resonated with a lot of fans, and even some of those fans are thinking that, hey, uh, maybe they should keep him around in some uh, some form of capacity uh, once they look for a new head coach.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I thought that he had, a, he had a really good quote about, um, you know, it's not so much about winning a game in the AFC West, it's just winning a game. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have some of that audio right here from Jerry Rosberg on Monday talking about uh, the expectations here for the final game.
1: Divisional games are always really important in the National Football League. And that should be and is a goal of most teams in this league because that's how you get to the playoffs. That's the natural path. The past games that this team has suffered through in the AFC West, I recognize, but that's not where I'm looking. I'm looking at this game as an opportunity for our players, our fans to enjoy a win. I want to see our guys in the locker room celebrate with one another. I want to have them a good, have, I want to allow them to have a good feeling when they leave the locker room and go see their families. That's my goal.
0: Nick, I know there's no moral victories in football, uh, especially in the NFL, Um, but it did feel like they uh, sort of had a moral victory Sunday in Kansas City. Uh, They did some really good things. You and I talked about that post game. Do you think that they can ride that momentum into this final game or do you think guys are saying, you know what, it's the final game, um, you know, let's just get this done and, and and be done with this?
1: No, guys want to win that final game uh, because obviously we've covered this team all season long, and there's a number amount of guys who are sick and tired of losing. And you're right, there are no more victories in, in sports. But looking at the fact that the Broncos uh, play the Chiefs tough, it, I mean, the first time we saw the, the – the Broncos faced the, the Chiefs. was here at home in Empire field. And it was a second-half performance that really uh, watched the Broncos surge and gave confidence in Broncos country that, hey, th- this team, even though with the way that we've seen it take place from a record standpoint, this team still has some fight. So you, you find it, then you hack it. You go into the Kansas City, a hostile environment with a talented offensive team, and the team plays the way that they did. A couple of mishaps, we talked about it uh, early in the week when we look at the penalties and how the penalties didn't go the, the Broncos way. So the players are thinking, we were that close. We we were right there to grab that all-important victory in Kansas City. So we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. I mean, if they were going to feel sorry for themselves, they would feel sorry for themselves after losing by 51 points uh, to the Rams on Christmas Day. They came back and they fought. And this team has shown all season long that they are resilient. Now you get a chance to host the Chargers who are going to the playoffs wild card game in your home stadium. This is the final game. This is a, the finality of the season. You want to go out there and put your best foot forward. So I'm sure that that is kind of the mentality that, you know, Jerry Rosberg is uh, preaching. And that's kind of the idea of the players and what they want to do to close out the season. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check.
0: Yeah, and the Chargers I think is a very winnable game too. Uh, I know that they, they they've made the playoffs, they've had a good year, uh, but the Broncos should have beat them earlier this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, you had the muffed punt, uh, you know, in overtime, but you know, pre, you know, prior to that, they had I think three or four possessions that if they just go down and score any points, they're going to win that game. Um, so I, I feel like they think that this is a very winnable game. I know that they've lost a lot of one score games this year, but uh, it feels like this is a game that. Uh, they can win. You're, you're at home. Um, I don't know what the crowd will look like. It, you know, I, I would assume Broncos country, all, they always show up, uh, but I, I bet it's not the, the best crowd on Sunday. But uh, you want to give one to the fans to end the year. Yes, this season has gone you know, extremely bad uh, compared to what a lot of people thought they would be playing for in this final week. But uh, that said, I think if you can finish the season, Nick, On a high note, it gives you a little bit of hope moving into the offseason. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but when was the last time the Broncos finished the season on a win? I don't even know.
1: Yeah, it's been a while because it's funny how the season has uh, worked out over the past couple of years because the final game is always against uh, a division rival. For the past two years, it was uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now it is uh, uh, the Chargers. So it's, it's a divisional game, and fans want to come out for that, even though the season has not turned out the way that it has been or expected over the past couple of years. But it's still against a division rival. You get a chance to kind of boo that particular team and then knowing as though you get Brandon Staley coming back in there with Justin Herbert, and that's a team that's playing in a wild-card game. You want to go out and give them your best because if you're a fan, nothing just kind of warms your stomach going home with victory, knowing as though you were part of your team's success. So hopefully that is what's on the mind of all the Broncos fans and the stadium in power field will be packed as this is the last time you get a chance to see your team for about what, maybe six months before the next preseason game. So you definitely don't want to miss out on uh, watching the Broncos go out there and try to fight for a victory.
0: Last time they won, um, our last game of the season was 2019 2020. They beat the Raiders 16 to 15 to finish the year seven and nine. Nick, so um, you know it, it, that was a while ago. I guess what three years ago now. Um, you know, I just feel like again, ending the season on a win uh, always feels good. Mood in the locker rooms a little bit better, right? Um, so I you hope you can go out that way. But Nick, I think that a lot of fans that'll be there, um, and even fans that won't be there are more interested in, in uh, the head, this head coaching search, Nick, uh, how much have you kept up with that these past few days? There's been some rumors out there uh, about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, that he's been contacted by the Broncos. Um, and there's also been the report that Jim Harbaugh wants an NFL job. I, I saw that by the athletic yesterday that if he's offered a job, uh, he will likely take it. Uh, I think was their report. So, what have you made of some of the uh, the stuff that's come out in the in the coaching search the past few days?
1: Well, I figured that uh, Jim Harbaugh's name was going to be up there, maybe the top one, top three uh, candidates for this job. But uh, what you said is is absolutely correct. He wants a job, but it's his decision to decide where he wants to coach because he doesn't want to be in a situation that you know Vance Joseph was in, Big Fangio was in, and that you has been in because he's kind of built his reputation from being with the San Francisco 49ers, saying that I can go into a team that has underachieved uh, and turned that team, not in just into a playoff team, but a Super Bowl caliber team. And he did that with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. So he has to look at this Broncos team and see if it is a team that he wants to take over. And what guarantees, George, would he actually have if things don't go the way that everyone anticipates? And there's another season maybe in his first or second year as the head man uh, when the groundswell of, hey, Harbaugh needs to be fired. Will he be fired? So what kind of guarantees uh, will he have? Or, or will those guarantees just be from a contract standpoint as far as money? But here's the other thing that happens too as well. By Coach Harbaugh being sought after by the Broncos and being the first coach that they reach out to, what that does is that elevates his status in Ann Arbor as well. So if Ward Manuel, who is the athletic director for the Wolverines, saying, hey, listen, I mean, Jim has done an excellent job since he's been here. We don't want to lose him. So that could actually elevate his financial status with Michigan, and he may not even come to the NFL or even the Broncos for that matter because his money is much better in Michigan.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be a total leverage play, right? Could be There's- I mean, him linking, I would assume he's the one or someone in his camp is, is linking, is leaking this stuff to deathletic about, uh, you know, if he's offered a job, he's going to take it. Uh, And it very well could be a leverage play. That seems like something Jim Harbaugh uh, would maybe do when you think back, you know, to last year with the Vikings and the Raiders, both coming after him, it looks like one of them's going to get him. And then at the very end, he's like, Nope, I'm staying at Michigan and Michigan gives him uh, a, a big raise. So uh, that could definitely be a possibility. Uh, I, I, I do think that he wants to get back to the NFL at some point, Nick. I think them losing over the weekend maybe doesn't help uh, the NFL teams that might be going after him, including the Broncos, just because he does strike me as somebody that's like, man, we were so close uh, to winning a national championship these last couple years. Um, you know, I want to win one. Uh, but I, I think he also probably thinks he was so close to winning a Super Bowl uh, in the NFL that he wants to get back to that. So it's going to be really interesting, Nick. It seems like the Colts and the Broncos are the two teams that everybody has circled as the teams going after him. Uh, I do think that I, I like Greg Pinner's chances over Jim Ursay right now. Um, I, I also think it'd be very interesting to see what George Payton's role would look like if they were to hire Jim Harbaugh because I think wherever Harbaugh goes, he's going to want uh, some say in, in the you know roster and organizational decisions. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. But if it is Harbaugh, I, I think, Nick, there's a chance we find that out in the next week or two weeks. Like I think this is going to be something that, that moves relatively quickly. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, I do think that this is something that the pinners are already on top of, uh, and it seems like they kind of have an idea of what kind of coach they're going after.
1: Well, I think, the, uh, in my opinion, I, I hope the ownership uh, doesn't have a knee-jerk reaction looking at success that Harbaugh had with Minnesota, not Minnesota, uh, uh, the Michigan Wolverines and said, well, we want to bring him in there because he's the hot name in college football right now. I, I would like for them to do an extensive search. That's kind of what we heard in the press conference after Nathaniel Hackett was fired, that they're going to make sure they interview more people because that seemed to be the problem when Hackett was hired, that they didn't interview enough uh, individuals. And, and then at that time, if I'm not mistaken, they interviewed 10 people. So if they want to cast a wider net, I'm okay with that. This is not a decision that you want to rush into because, once again, we've seen three head coaches, and we've seen three head coaches with very little head coaching experience, even though Harbaugh has that experience. But you want to make sure this is right because, once again, here's the all-important thing. It is not about the head coach. It is about the guy calling the plays on the offensive side of the ball. So even if Jim Harbaugh is the person that they pegged as being the next coach of the Denver Broncos, well, who in the hell is going to be the OC and he's going to run a system that can fit Russ or are we going to have the same thing again, forcing Russ into a system that doesn't really showcase his skill set?
0: It's a good question, Nick. I have no idea who the offensive coordinator would be. Maybe you, Maybe you try and get – a Frank Reich to come in. I know there's been some talk about him maybe being a a possible head coaching candidate, but I wonder if he, you could get him to be the offensive coordinator. Um, Obviously some other younger guys, Daryl Bevel, um, you know, that's out there, Brian Schottenheimer, I think would all be considered for that job. Who knows? Uh, But it's going to be interesting to see. I I do think this, this search, Nick, uh, it's not going to be like last year where, uh, you know, they, they tell us every single candidate, they tell us every single person they've talked to, Uh, there, you know, I I don't think it's going to be as transparent as it was a year ago. So I I think there's a chance that they talk to a lot of people that we just don't, we don't even know that they talk to, right. A lot of phone calls are being made from my understanding already to several candidates. Uh, and I don't know if we're going to find out who those candidates are. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how they handle this, how they move forward with it. Because I do think there's a chance that there's a new head coach here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if things Mm -hmm. go in the right direction, you don't think so?
1: Well, I think that would be pushing it. I mean, because not- I think that, I
0: think they started last week, Nick, I think they started talking to candidates last week.
1: Well, listen, all I want is for them to do an extensive search, talk to, you know, more proven coaches and get the right coach in here. I, once again, this is not a decision that you can make in two weeks because you have to gather that information. You have to sit down with the committee And you have to give the pros and cons of each guy. And then you got to think about the contract. You just brought it up. I mean, no matter who comes in here, well, what's George Payton's role, right? Is that person going to come in and try to move him out? And if that's the case, well, who are you going to bring in in the following year? Like Doug Whalen was with the Buffalo Bills. He he did all that work during the the draft process, only to be fired after the draft. And a lot of the players that he helped, the, the, the Buffalo Bills, actually acquire are still on the team playing well. So that's something that the Broncos organization has to think about. It's not like we identified our guy, we talked to him, we love everything that we heard. Now let's sign it. No, there's a lot of logistical things that they have to go through before that decision is finalized.
0: Yeah. Again, going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, Nick, we got to take a break, uh, but we will dive into uh, a couple more things, including maybe a couple candidates Uh, on the Broncos staff currently, uh, one in particular that I know that you like, uh, and we'll also dive into uh, how that candidate might be able to help one side of the ball uh, this season and even going forward.